0: Undefinable is such an interesting term. It's a term that, for me, talks to the fact that it's not just about thinking outside the box. It's not just about redefining the box. It's really about deciding not to be anywhere near the box at all.
1: This is The Undefinables, an exclusive Investech Ahead of the Curve podcast series. And I am your host, Ulrisani Ravele. When our parents were coming up, the norm was you study to qualify as something and then you get a job and hopefully you work your way up the company ladder until you retire at age 65 with a nice pension. For better or for worse, right? Well, the world doesn't work like that anymore. Today's young professionals, young business people and young creatives don't like to be defined as just one thing. They are the undefinables. Over the next four podcast episodes, we're going to spend time with eight dynamic young South Africans who are changing the landscape and who are simply undefinable. Like Allegro Dingwanyane, the founder and CEO of Orgela Media. At 28, Allegro is one of the youngest owners of a 100% black-owned media company in South Africa. And her group of companies already comprises of the PR and marketing agency Orgela Communications, Orgela Productions, a creative design agency, Orgela Events, the Charitable Foundation Orgela Helping Hands, a food and travel blog called Orgela Eats and Orgela
2: Properties. What does it mean to be undefinable? I think just that, like, undefinable. You can't, especially with young people nowadays, you can't tell them you are going to do one thing for the rest of your life that's what you do you're a teacher or you are a graphic designer and that's all you know i mean you meet the very same person two months later and they'll tell you they've embarked on another journey they're doing something else um, it's not enough anymore to just have one qualification or one skill and think you know i'm comfortable and i'm going to live off this for the rest of my life you know
1: our eight undefinables run the gamut
0: of industry in South Africa from media to creative, to medicine, to engineering. My name is Catherine Constantinides. I'm an international climate activist, a human rights defender, and a very proud South African.
3: My name is Anthony Bila, uh, otherwise known as the Expressionist, and I work as a director and photographer primarily, and I also have a business called Studio Bila, which is a design and concept agency that helps brands connect to young people in meaningful ways. They're going to benefit both parties.
2: Hi, my name is Dr. Nogu Anyakanyile, and as my title suggests, I am a medical doctor. My name is Kamini Patha, and I'm a content creator.
4: My name is Nandi Repu, and I run a creative studio called Mama Kashaka.
5: I am Veri Shaba, and I'm the founder of Shaba Green Building Design and Engineering, and we are an engineering consulting firm that specializes in energy, water, and waste savings for our clients. And last but not least,
6: my name is Suvila Matigana. I am a medical doctor. Uh, I am a digital health innovator. I'm a health advocate, and currently, I am a student finishing off my master's in public health, uh, specializing in sustainable development from New York University.
1: Well, now that we have you wondering how you'd introduce yourself, let's dive right in with you, Sivo, because. I mean, what is a digital health innovator?
6: So my career journey thus far has has been quite interesting in that, uh, I mean, my undergraduate, I studied medicine, which is the normal MBBCH, and then post that I did um, an MBA um, at the same university. And while doing the MBA, I was working on a campaign with an organization called Brothers for Life. And Brothers for Life, we tried integrating social media into the campaign, which was aiming to reduce the HIV transmission rate amongst young men in South Africa. So then I started looking at research around what we did with Brothers for Life for my MBA research and um, looking at how we can use social media as health organizations to reduce the transmission rate of HIV. And technically that's what I've been doing ever since. I did that work as well for UN Women in New York, um, trying to create a platform that young women in developing countries could use um, as a sort of health information tool in terms of their own social media platforms. So there's a lot of work that we're still trying to do around um, using digital technology to to impact health behavioral change within young people, um, young boys, young girls,
1: So you embarked on what people might call a traditional career path, but then you combined it with an MBA and now it's taken you into all kinds of innovative directions. How about the rest of you? Allegro, I know you started out studying a traditional university course as
2: well. I studied journalism at the University of Johannesburg and um, I graduated in 2011. And in 2014, I did social media and marketing at the University of Cape Town. Yeah, so I'm not a qualified entrepreneur, you could say. (laughs) I just grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, from my uncles, my mom. Um, I just grew up seeing, you know, um, them working in different, you know, their supermarkets or um, the, the family businesses from farming and things like that, which is why I think um, I've always been inspired in um, diversifying my business and not sticking to one thing because I, would, I was influenced by different businesses um, and entrepreneurs in my family.
1: And Catherine, you pretty much went into business right away. I mean, at a young age, you were only 16, launching what is now a very successful PR and events company,
0: SA Fusion. At the age of 16, I started my first business. And I did that in order to be able to fund a lot of the community projects that I was doing after school. And it was really a very interesting journey because as a young person, I had no idea about business. I had no idea what I really was doing, but every time I fell, it was a lot easier to get up because I didn't have an expectation of both myself and also the world around me didn't have much of an expectation of me either. So it really was an opportunity for me to grow at a very young age into the business space. And And what I didn't know at the time was that I was labeled as an entrepreneur. And it was really a difficult journey, but one that really allowed me to thrive and to grow and to understand the space of business. Even though I wasn't going into business, I was just merely trying to find ways uh, to fund what I was doing and the things that I was passionate about.
1: If you're listening to this podcast and it's moving you, making you think, making you look at how you define or don't define yourself, Investec Private Banking could be for a young professional like you. If you're under the age of 30, have a university degree, working in your field of study and consistently earn more than 600,000 rand a year, you could qualify for our full private banking offering at a reduced fee. Just go to investech.com/undefinables for more. Now back to our podcast series. It seems to be a common theme among the undefinables that, you know, the side hustle, the passion project eventually and inevitably takes over. To the outside world, it might look like we struggle to find our way in life, so to speak. But
4: in reality, that's just how career paths go these days, isn't it, Nandi? When I was in high school, I remember being asked um, what I would do, what I would study after I graduated. This is like a 9 matric the fact that i've said standard let's see gives you an indication of how old i really am so when i was at a nine matric um every time i would get asked this question what is it that i plan to do with my life i remember just thinking why do i have to choose one thing and i suppose my career um kind of manifested that in a lot of ways So I wanted to be a fashion designer, I wanted to be a writer, I wanted to be in advertising, I wanted to be a filmmaker, I wanted to be a lawyer. So I mean if I had to look at my career, I started off as (laughs) a production intern, I was a copywriter for a little bit, I did a little bit of art direction, I enjoyed producing far more than anyone anticipated. So I got to a point where I had all these creative urges, but what my career had had taught me was how to actually make things happen. So I got to a stage where I started doing the passion projects in parallel to my nine to five. And the passion projects were really about those creative urges. So I'm busy making things happen for people on the one hand, which is the nine to five, and then from like six to like 2 a.m. is me pursuing my own creative passions and urges. And it just got to a point where after I think five or six years of balancing between the two something had to give my passion projects had actually started to tip over and were becoming commercial successes and i couldn't help but imagine if i'm spending 20 30 percent of my time and my energy on these things and they're reaping these kinds of rewards imagine what would happen if i gave them 20 more percent or 30 or 40 or you know, worked on them all day. And really, that's when I made the decision to start my own company.
1: Very you're a mechanical engineer, you studied engineering at university, but in your case, it was an aha moment that determined your career path.
5: To get to the point where I am now has been a really long journey. I would say that it started when I was a student. So back in 2008, there was load shedding. And I remember being at the Volkswagen plant in Newton and the load shedding happened, and everyone sat outside, and we were getting paid for doing nothing. And I thought to myself, how is Volkswagen able to pay for all of this? Um, Because they were now feeling the brunt of us as a country not having energy. And from there onwards, I always wanted to address what is called the energy trilemma, which looks at energy sustainability, energy security, and energy poverty. And I wanted to address that through engineering. So from Volkswagen, I went to a multinational consulting engineering firm. And from there, I started my own business, just out of a sense of frustration that I wanted to see green buildings and engineering come together.
1: Wow, these are all such inspiring career stories. Anthony, you were saying that's what being an undefinable means that we don't necessarily follow linear career paths anymore and that's okay.
3: What it means to me to be undefinable is to march to the beat of your own drum we live in a world of multi-hyphenates now so there's very few people that are under 35 that can say I'm just one thing. Even friends of mine that work in corporate and in banking uh, in very serious kinds of jobs. I have a friend who's an advocate but she sells thrift clothing on weekends and has like a online store for it so there's no sense in kind of trying to define yourself as one thing because we're all so many different things and we have so many different talents and skill sets so for me it's pursuing your passions um, recognizing your multiple talents and skill sets and prioritizing whichever ones that you want but you never have to be one definitive thing because it evolves and changes along the way
1: Dr. Sivu, I see you nodding your head in agreement on this.
6: I mean, for me, it, it's in this day and age that we live in, um, I honestly believe that you can't just be one thing. Um, we, we, we're multifaceted individuals. And I, I've seen this with myself and also trying to convince the world that you can be Sivu who is the doctor, but you can also be Sivu who is the, the academic, but also Sivu who is within the social scene as well. I'm um, also a person who loves fashion. Um, at some point, I'd love to have a fragrance out, um, but then the world always tells you that if you studied this one thing at school, this is what you need to be. And I honestly don't believe in that. So for me to be anti-final was just living your ultimate life in and in, in every facet of your being, and exploring each and every one of those things, and not being com- um, cornered into just one ideology that fits into. People's understanding of what they want you to be.
1: And that's probably as good a definition as we're going to get for what it means to be undefinable. Join us again next time for when we go behind the LinkedIn profile to see what really makes these Mavericks tick.
6: It's always been like a challenge for people to grasp together the the Sivo that they see on Instagram who's very fashionable, who's this individual that they always like, they follow for fashion, but then they also realize that actually. Is an academic as well. So when they meet me in person, as long as I'm like, trying to marry the two, like, oh, you're an actual person, and yeah, they're actually quite serious. So I'm, I'm a very, I, I find myself a very, like, grave person when, when you meet me. But uh, I can also be very chill as well. So I think people find that very interesting.
1: So join me, Uri Sani again for the next episode in the Ahead of the Curve podcast series, The Undefinables. Proudly brought to out of the ordinary people like you by Investec Private Banking.
6: The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendation. Investec Specialist Bank, a division of Investec Bank Limited, is a registered credit provider.